Welcome to The Well. I'm Anson Mount. And I am Brandon Edgens. And last episode, we featured my friend Exhibit talking about conscience and uh, how following your conscience or realizing that your gut is leading you somewhere that your head didn't know you were going can often benefit your life or set things in order or just remind you what it's all about. And today, I'm going to ask Brandon to share a story that he has that I've always loved, and he actually didn't know I was going to ask him to do this. I did not. But could you share with us that fantastic story about um, the time one of your brothers almost killed your other brother? (laughs) (laughs) And you make it sound so It's such a Southern... It sounds like such a Southern request. Tell me that story at the time your brother almost killed your other brother. Hold on, which time was that? The first time, the third time? Because it finally took on the fifth time. Um, no, oh, yeah, okay. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, I wasn't. Was I even born? Yeah, I mean, this this is a story that's been that's been told among the family a lot, and it really starts off pretty horrifying. Uh, so, my oldest brother, uh, Jeff, was kind of a hellraiser and just very curious about things and like to explore how things were put together. He's one of those kids, you know, likes to take everything apart. I mean, I was kind of that way too, but I was a little more surgical about it. I think uh, uh, Jeff's approach was more like a particle accelerator way of trying to find how things were built, you know, smash it and then uh-huh. see what's what's inside of it. Um, uh, and Sam was, you know, two years younger. Uh, and How old were four, they? Uh, um, four years younger, I think. Um, I don't know. I think, I think Jeff was probably in the 10 or 11 range and, uh, Sam must've been in the eight, seven or eight range. I, I could be really wrong about these numbers, by the way. Sorry, Jeff and Sammy, if you're listening, I do not know how old you were when this happened. Anyway, so they were, we have a little, uh, sort of, we call it the potting shed. It's a very, uh, Anglo-Saxon kind of a way of, of, of calling your tool shed. Uh, adjacent to our house, and it contains a lawnmower and all the gardening equipment and stuff like that. And uh, anyway, you know, they're kids. They're exploring the tools and the stuff that's hanging on the wall. And there's a Maddox, a pickaxe, hanging up on one of those pegboards. And uh, Jeff wants to see it, wants to mess with it, deal, I don't know, whatever he wants. You know, he, he wants it. And he can't quite reach it. Now, uh, Remember, Sam is younger, and his main job was to like kind of just follow Jeff around and watch him do things, and usually wait until he had destroyed something before going and telling uh, my mom. You know, like he'll wait till he's finished, and then be like, "Guess what, Jeff just did." <laughs> <laughs> to deliver the report later, it's like you know, you could have come before he finished doing it, before he, for example, finished letting all the air out of all of my father's tires. He could have come and intervened after one, but Sam watched all four tires go down, then informed my mother. But anyway, so he was the observer, and he was following Jeff around. Jeff's looking up in the in the potting shed, looking at the pickaxe. He wants it down, and he can't quite reach it, so he jumps, hits the bottom of it, knocks it off of the hook, comes down straight, that, that sharp, sharp, heavy iron point, which is designed for splitting open stones, Hits my little, hits my brother Sam in the middle of the forehead, like right in the center, kind of right almost near the hairline, but right dead center, and ruptures that artery that goes right through the middle of the head, and just starts spurting blood. You know, like 
you know, someone struck oil, you know, he's just blood everywhere. And of course, you know, now it's, now it's panic time. And Sam, like, instinctively, obviously, you know, puts his hand over his forehead and he's crawling back to the house. Jeff disappears, by the way. We'll get back to him in a minute, but he disappears. He does not go and say, oh my gosh, someone needs to help Sam. He's bleeding to death. He just disappears. <laughs> Sam is left to fend for himself. And I guess he's probably screaming or something, and I'm sure he is. And so my parents hear this, and they come out and uh, see Sam crawling across the garage floor <laughs> with blood pouring out of his forehead. And uh, this is very biblical, the more I think about it. You know, like, <laughs> only if Jeff had used a jawbone could this be more biblical. Um, and uh, so, of course, they panic. They don't even wonder about Jeff. They're like, oh, wait, whatever. We'll come, we'll come back to that. They put Sam in the car. They take him to the emergency room, get him stitched up. He's fine. He has a little scar there to this day, but he's, he was fine. And the part of this that always, um, I don't know. I've heard this story so many times growing up, but the part of it that always kind of hit, landed funny on my ear seemed really weird and wrong is that when my mother tells this story, this is the part where she starts laughing. And it's so weird because I don't think any of this is funny. And, um, but she says, oh, then we come home and Sam's okay. And I go off looking for Jeff and, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so funny. Know where we found him? No. He was up on the mountain behind the house uh, a little altar that they had made at a little altar they had made out of hay bales praying that his little brother doesn't die. And I'm like, I don't, I still don't see what's funny about that. That <laughs> <laughs> seems, it seems really heavy. You know, he was worried that he had just killed his brother. And, uh, and then it wasn't until many, 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 many years later, uh, that I asked, you know, you know what, what? 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 What motivated you to go to the altar to go to go pray at the altar? Like, who who were you praying to? I mean, we were raised Episcopal. I'm assuming it was Jesus, and I think it was. I can't remember if it was Jeff or Sam. I can't remember. One of them said, "Like, oh, we were praying to uh, the Eagle God." <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, which one is that? <laughs> I'm not aware of the Eagle God. Is that who I was supposed to be worshiping this whole time? And nobody told me it's a secret in the family. And uh, uh, he's like, no, it's just a, it's just a god that, uh, you know, Jeff and I made up as kids, <laughs> and that was the one that we that we prayed to and think of when, when times were tough. <laughs> and you know, I haven't really asked him a lot about this, but I I am sure it comes from, uh, you know, back back when I was a kid, there was so much of our, uh, you know, childhood mythology. Okay, little kids like Indians, right? You know, cowboys and Indians. It was that part of it. It was uh, had something to do with Native American shamanism that we, of course, knew nothing about, other than that it looked cool and Indians were cool and we eagles saw eagles are cool, huh? Eagles are cool and eagles are cool. So, like all of that stuff is well, frankly, it is more compelling than whatever they're selling us at the Episcopal Church. Um, uh, there are no eagles in the Episcopal Church, for example. And maybe they should consider bringing them in. Uh, but anyway, I just thought that was just, just yeah, that was the, that's the story. Is that the, I, yeah, I love how, like, 
okay, this is serious. I might have killed my brother. I can't just, I can't rely on the regular church God. I got to put a lot of stops here. We got to go to the, straight to the eagle God. <laughs> and just that, 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 um, the, just the, such a thin membrane between, uh, imagination and, and reality for, for kids sometimes. And, um, that that just amazes me, and he's just—I just picture him there, just praying his heart out. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's—I mean, and it's—and it's, you know, the culture, the family, everything, everything adult in their lives had, you know, gave them really only gave them one religious option, right? The adult world and the culture said, "We, this is, you know, we are Christian, specifically Episcopal. This is how we pray. This is our God, whatever." And they had all of that from day one, but they needed, for whatever reason, another one. You know, I don't, I'm not saying it's a replacement, but there was something. They had a their imagination, their spiritual imagination, took them to a different place than where the culture had pointed them and placed them by default. You know, and then at one point they probably did see, you know, like a Native American in a cool headdress and with an eagle or something, and that's that's just really cool. <laughs> and it's a lot more... Com- it's a- <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> it's going to be... A, it's, it's a lot more... Uh, it's, 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 it's a world you want to be a part of, it sells itself. It's, it's 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 a scene you want to be. It's 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 groovy. You want you can dig it. You want to be part of that. I don't know if anyone. I, I don't understand how a guy nailed to a cross is the thing that's like that's that's where I want to be. That's 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 that symbolizes my faith and my view of the world. <laughs> that's like like that seems. It always seemed pretty grim to me. And I still think it's kind of grim. Um, yeah, you know, it, as as kids, you know, it's all about the spirit animals and wish fulfillment to yeah. commune with animals. Church is a at that age. Church is um, that's part of the adult world, mm-hmm. you know. And I can yeah. see how a, a kid who thinks he's in trouble would think, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I can go figure, I can, I can take care of this myself. I know exactly who to go to. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and also like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna not mess around with this faux religion thing that I have clearly been shoved down my throat since I was, you know, since I was a kid. I'm gonna go to the source. I'm gonna go to the real deal, man, because the eagle god can get stuff done. Yeah, wait till he discovers there's a tiger god. And oh, really man. Blow his mind. There's so many. There's so many. It's interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, the eagle thing, that's got to be a Native American thing. I mean, we all, and I think, I don't know if we were, I don't think we had started Scouts yet, but Boy Scouts of America have a, an interest in Native American culture. Uh, a lot of it is sort of bastardized and, uh, and, and wrong and screwed up. But this, and some of it's kind of a fetishization of, of it as well. Yeah. But I think we, uh, you know, I don't, do kids go through an Indian phase anymore? Oh, Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. Oh, was it sure? Yeah. I, I would think so. I think they still probably play Cowboys and Indians. I hope so. Uh, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. That, 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 that's a poll. Maybe uh, people can write back to us. I want to do it, an informal survey. Mm. How uh, how popular is are those two? Is that is that world of make believe in children now? I have no idea. I thought I assumed it was old fashioned, and now kids were playing like. Uh, 
reality TV show characters. <laughs> Let's go play Kardashians. <laughs> After we recorded this episode, we thought it would be appropriate to do a little research into the importance of eagles to Native American cultures and religions. So if you go to our website, thewellpod.com, that's thewellpod.com, and hit the show notes tab, you'll find several articles and videos on this subject. The Well is produced, recorded, and edited by Brandon Edgens and myself, Anson Mount. Theme music by Jonathan Myberg. Additional music for this episode provided by Jason Shaw under an Attribution 3.0 license. If you like our show, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcasts. And while you're there, do us a favor. Give us a review. Reviews help us by helping more people find the well. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. <laughs>